Welcome back to episode five of the podcast. You're here with Hoop, Zany, and the infamous ZZ Huncho. Uh, we're sponsored by Manscaped, code the podcast for 20% off anything on their site. The best tools for the world down under. Uh, so I've had a runny nose all day, and hopefully you can't tell by my voice, but I'm, I'm very congested. I got a large garbage can full of tissues next to me. I've sneezed over 100 times today. Advil won't work. Nothing works. But it got me thinking uh, through my troubles how I've never seen an NBA player sneeze. Ever. It's just funny how reporters can spot James Harden in a random club in Malaysia, but they can't get a clip of him sneezing in hundreds of hours of national television film time. Now, is there something scientific behind this? Maybe. If, if you're a doctor, please, please let us know. But just the fact that I've never seen anyone like Kawhi Leonard could have sneezed when he was go putting up that shot against the Sixers. No one sneezes at the free throw line. Like, do they say bless you? What do you guys think? No, they definitely don't. Say They're not bless saying you. bless you. Uh, and if they, I mean, like the way I see it, um, NBA players. I, I've actually I have noticed that now. Now that you say, like I, I've never seen somebody. I've seen players yawn, like, you know, like in practices or just from exhaustion. But I don't think I've ever seen someone actually sneeze on the court. Imagine, like, sneezing mid-shot, though. That's like, what I'm saying, bro. Like, like that, I, would be, <laughs> that would be insane. Like, if, if Dick Miller's sizing up Paul George and he just, like, lets one rip, and PG's like, yo, bless you, and then the, the <laughs> clock runs out. Imagine, imagine, imagine mid-shot, they sneeze. Right, follow through, bless you. It goes in, thank you, and they walk down the court. That'd be hilarious. And then they just I go; they I'll just really instantly go back to the trash talking. I might be wrong because Russell Westbrook might sneeze on every shot. Oh um, my that, god, that, that might be an, a reasonable oh, explanation. Oh, 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 we're we're no longer a sports no. podcast; we're a comedy podcast, guys. So we <laughs> didn't know we were changing genres here. But why don't we move on to the lineup before we start arguing for forty minutes? All right. Of course. So today's lineup: we have the uh, headlines, as always. Followed by Dame Dallas featuring Damian Lillard. Rooks in Vegas, some summer league talk. Uh, Name That Plumber, uh, the second game show of that. And Lead Decision, hosted by the infamous Easy Huncho. So starting off. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa. With you forgot. Are they tweaking? You forgot that. Are they tweaking? I did forget. Are they tweaking? That's fine. Ho hopefully, I uh, I keep my job as the looks like, intro looks guy. Like hoop is tweaking. Hoop is tweaking already. But... I guess I, I guess yeah. I am. <laughs> Let's go. But uh, starting off with the headlines, LeBron James has been spotted at summer league with a Ziploc bag full of nuts, <laughs> and apparently that's enough to make Sports Center nowadays. Like he's he's got his trail mix, his like, cashews, his almonds. Uh, but it it just feels like they're they're reaching so hard no, when no, they could no, no, be no. finding someone sneezing. Right? No, no, no. I they're, feel they're like not that reaching. would be more eventful. They're not reaching. And, I, and I'll tell you why, Hoop. Man, I'm honestly disgusted with LeBron's actions uh, over the past week. Um, I'll tell you this, and I'll say this right now. We have never seen Michael Jordan at a summer league game with a Ziploc bag full of trail mix. You know, watching his rookies and his sophomores and, and that Lakers summer league team or that Chicago Bulls summer league team go at it. So... You know, I am I am utterly disappointed in LeBron James. He could have went with a with a much better snack. I feel like a granola bar would have been amazing to see in his hand. But you know, that's what separates the greats from the legends, and uh, ultimately why I have to put Michael Jordan as the number it's, one. It's funny how you, you keep a straight face there, because Michael Jordan is definitely in the hotel gambling when he's in Vegas. Well, I mean, well, here's what here's the difference between LeBron and Michael Jordan. Right, LeBron uh, Michael Jordan can down a whole pizza to himself before before a finals game in Utah. 
LeBron James needs a bag of trail mix everywhere he goes. I mean, you te- you tell me. You Let tell me. This. I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually, I feel honored that I was able to watch the 15 to 30 second clip of that because LeBron James is a businessman. You know this. LeBron James is not only a businessman, but he's a data tracking man. At the same time, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. When I'm talking about the data tracking. LeBron James. LeBron James literally will not turn on his data. He will literally just go on anybody's Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's savvy. So for for LeBron James, this is this is a golden opportunity right now. Okay, imagine now, just imagine if y'all go to a store, right? Y'all see a bag of trail mix and you see a bag of La Trail mix, and I'm talking like every single nut in that bag is going to be named after LeBron. La Cashew, La Almond. Like, it's it's going to be it's gonna be just bringing in money. I would take La Almonds over – or not La Almonds. La Trail Mix over Trail Mix any day of the week. I think I think, planners, I think planners has a new marketing idea. But on a real note, though, with the whole Ziploc bag thing, they're, they're like, oh, billionaires, you know, they don't, they don't use Ziploc oh, bags. Yeah, no. Like, the only food they got at those summer league games, like, maybe some popcorn, like a even if like they a Even if they have bowl. exquisite five-star meals. Obviously, I was joking about the whole Jordan LeBron thing. But, like – why is this news? Why do why do I need to see LeBron eating out of his ziplock bag? If he wants trail mix, he's going to bring some trail mix. It's not yeah, like I don't see the there. issue with that. I don't see the issue. If, with I, that. if I wanted and some even... flavor, sorry, Coop, I'm sorry. If sorry. I wanted some flavor blasted goldfish, they're not going to sell them there. I'm going to bring a ziplock. I was I was about to get so passionate about this uh, about the ziplock point. But even if they did have trail mix, they come in those like tiny bags. You got to dig your fingers in them. You know what I mean? Like a ziplock yeah. bag, you can you can, he can fit that whole ginormous hand in that ziplock bag and grab as many nuts as he wants. You know Gosh. what I mean? Like, that, no, but seriously, like, imagine LeBron James, as big as his hand is, digging his little fingers in those tiny trail no, mix that, bags. Bro, if you if you don't, like, drink it like a cup, there's something wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was about there's to say that. There's something wrong. <laughs> All right. But, uh, that's yeah. enough of Lakashu's today. Uh, moving into Dame Dollars. Dame Dollars now, ladies and gentlemen. Damian Lillard, the poster boy of the word grind. If you look up the, if you look up the term grind in your Merriam-Webster d- dictionary, you will see a picture of Damian Lillard and you will have a link to his Apple Music. Now, <laughs> Damian Lillard has officially signed two years extended, $122 million. That means he's going to be making $60 million this year, uh, approximately, maybe a little bit more. I think it's and next $60 million season. next year. I think it's, right, next, next it's an extension. Season. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So $60 million a year, though. Like, that's... That's wild. That's very wild. And all this for a guy who has been on the record in the past 48 hours saying that he's proud of his commitment to the Blazers and says winning a title elsewhere would not be as fulfilling. So, Hoop, Sandy, your thoughts, drop them. All right, well, I'll, I'll, oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. All right, well, I'll start off real quick just by saying this quote that Damian Lillard said right after he signed the contract. Um, something that's missing in our league, the passion, the pride, not just for the name on the back, but the name on the front, basically saying how, you know, he's loyal and he wants to commit to the grind. I think Damian Lillard failed to mention the $60 million a year he's getting to stay loyal to Portland. Um, I don't think it's more so, oh, I want to stay loyal to this team and waste my prime in Portland, because let's be honest, if Damian Lillard wasn't offered that extension and ups- he's getting paid as much as Nikola Jokic, I think he gets paid more per year, not more in total. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong by a little bit. And that's, bro, that's just ridiculous. Like, listen, I think Damian Lillard's a great player. I don't think he's the most, he should be the highest paid player in the league. I don't think that's how it should be. Um, Portland only went to the Western Conference Finals once on that on that run they had in 2019, and they ended up getting swept by the Warriors. Uh, they've proven time and time again that 
as great as they could be in the regular season. I know sometimes they'll finish in like the top three, top four seedings. They can't compete with the big dogs. And I think Damian Lillard needs to understand that he can't win a championship as the first option. Most times you can't as a guard. We, it's very rare to see the point guard be the first option in a championship winning team. So I would have ran away from the grind if I was him like two, three seasons ago. I don't know what the grind is doing for him now. But now I completely understand why he's staying in Portland. $60 million a year. That's USD. That's more than what like most like big name soccer, soccer players are making. Big name soccer superstars which is absolutely ridiculous to me that the NBA is getting to that point where we're paying more than soccer players are getting paid. It just shows how big the brand and how big the sport is getting. But at the same time, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't like how Damian Lillard's getting paid that much. I know this is supposed to be, uh, be about the money aspect, but when it comes to the success he would have with Portland with this team, I, again, I, I hate Yusuf Nurkic, so I don't think he's going to get a ring. <laughs> but I, there's, I don't think that... Dame being a first option limits him from winning a championship. I think the ring goes to the contending team that's the healthiest. And if you just re-ran like Dame's prime year with Portland, where they were like what, like a three or four seed over and over again with like just those same those same caliber players, like yeah, you'd win a ring or two because like Portland was good. C CJ in the playoffs was great. I don't think it's like uh, unless there was you're talking about the Warriors they're running into. If it's a more competitive league like it is now. Um, I could definitely see a situation. It's very rare, and their chances are lower than other teams. But it's not impossible. And I think for Portland, that's why you pay Dame Lillard, because there's another two years where that could happen. We haven't seen, like, a miracle run in the, in the finals recently, like those 0-4 Pistons. But, you know, it's been done before. So I think for Portland, it makes sense to pay your guy. You know, you're going to get ticket sales. They made some nice win-now moves in terms of con trying to contend. Um and while it's not realistic, they win a ring at all. I don't think it's impossible. I mean, that's fair. Uh, honestly, I was going to say that my point of it is the fact that, like Sandy said, I just think, and Sandy, Sandy nailed it with this sentence, they just can't mess with the big dogs. Like, that's that's all that I've been seeing in the, in the past seven years. And I'm talking dating back to when they had LaMarcus Aldridge and a young CJ and, and, and Dame. And uh, you remember who do they, who do they have? Uh, who else do they have? They had two other guys. Nurkic. They were paying a lot of money to. Nick Batum was on that team. Nick Batum, all of them. But those boys, they got hurt. Like it wasn't even Dame's fault that they collapsed. It was just a bunch of injuries left and right to the best of the four, including LA. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, for anyone who doesn't know who that is. But when Lamarcus left and went to San Antonio, I mean everybody kind of and, and Nicholas Batum was traded, and they were left essentially with their dynamic duo of CJ and Dame. And running into guys, running into these teams, like they were running into the Spurs, and they turn, flip that around, they're running into the Warriors. And then you rebuild now, you could flip that around and run into Memphis. I mean, I think that they ran into uh, Denver last year with just Jokic. And, I mean, it's just guys, it always comes down to Damian Lillard doing his thing, trying to defy physics and get the job done, but someone else not helping him. CJ, last, you remember last year when we watched Dame single-handedly drag that team to overtime just to yep. lose. That was the craziest game I've ever seen. Listen, it was insane. Was... Other, if you got other players sitting there wondering how you're making shots and how they can't stop you, and you're one, I mean, and all that to lose. Mm. And Dame said, "You know what? We're gonna run it back again. We're gonna lose again. Yep. Let's go." Um, just to quickly correct you, Z, Batum wasn't traded. He signed with the Hornets. 
Not a big deal. I just don't want somebody oh, yeah. commenting like, "Oh, you guys have false information." Doesn't it's not that deep. Oh. Also, and, and quickly to add on Z's point, no, um, Z's just trying to misinform you guys. <laughs> you I just think failed. I I, I I think Damian Lillard is a great, phenomenal basketball player, and I'm not saying he he doesn't deserve the money. I'm not saying I don't like Damian Lillard signing that contract because he's trash and blah blah blah. He doesn't deserve to lead a team. I'm saying I don't like the contract because I would have rathered him leaves elsewhere. I would have rathered yeah, him honestly yeah, chase a ring at this point. Um, I feel like people are going to misinterpret what I said, uh, where I'm just blatantly hating on him, and I'm like, you don't deserve money. No, 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 no. Damian Lillard's a great basketball player. Uh, I just want to see him on another team. Just wanted to get that out there real quick, but we should probably move on. Um, into our next segment, we're going to be talking about the Summer League, and uh, a main reason, like, the, the biggest thing we want to talk about is the sophomores. A lot of them are not playing. Uh, our guy, Richard Jefferson, uh, made a video about this on TikTok. He was talking about it. 70 to 75% of these sophomores are not playing in this year's summer league, which I, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And just to give you guys a little bit more of an in-depth fact, only two players from the top 10 picks in 2021, Josh Giddy and uh, the Cum Bucket, are playing in the summer league this year. Uh, other than that, no other top 10 player. Cade Cunningham is technically on a roster, but he hasn't played any games, and it looks like he's only there, so he's legally allowed to train with the team in Las Vegas. I didn't even know that you couldn't train with your team in Las Vegas if you weren't on the Summer League team. Apparently, that's a rule. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on guys who are, who are coming off their first season not wanting to run it back and get more reps in? I think uh, it, there's no reason for top-tier sophomores to play in Summer League. It's supposed to be like an exposure-type thing um, for guys who don't get a lot of exposure. And when you're Evan Mobley and you're already getting an NBA, like, close all-star appearance. Like, he's he's right on, you know? I don't think it makes any sense to risk him in Summer League. I know for the Knicks, like, the Knicks have a very good Summer League team. Um, and I, I honestly, I have a conspiracy theory that, right, they're coming out with the rings this year. They just have those, so when the Knicks win it, they're like, oh, congratulations, Knicks fans. They're going to make it a whole sarcastic thing. Hey, whoa, whoa, o- Oklahoma's winning it this year. Rings. Oklahoma has a sick team we'll this see. year. We'll but, see, but Quentin Grimes is dropping, like, 25 a game, and I think they should just pull him from the Summer League team. Like give some oh other guys some, some credit. I, he could just be the start, starting shooting guard right now over Evan Fournier. Like I think if you're really going to cook it up in summer league, there's no reason to risk those extra games. And while I understand your aspect or Richard Jefferson's aspect of being like a leader of a team, like they've played for a million other teams before where they were the best player. So right. I don't think it's really that well, big a deal. Well, I, I will say this about your point, Hoop. I, I I do like how you mentioned like only top t- like top tier sophomores shouldn't have to play. Like Evan Mobley, he had a near All Star uh, appearance. How many of how many rookies from last year can we say that about? Right? Guys like Jalen Green, he should 100% be playing in the summer league. He had a huge stretch where he was stretch where he was inconsistent. He was only great for like a, a few stretch of games and then he would just fall off the map completely efficiency wise, right? Like there should be no Josh Giddy, I love how Josh Giddy is playing in the summer league right now. The the looks he he's making, the looks, the shots he's taking, the the passes he's making. He went for a game winner the other day and missed. But guess what? He's going to learn from that. That's the point of summer league. It's for these young you just guys spat to kind of bar did I rhyme? You just did rhymed he... like th- you just rhymed like three sentences no, I didn't. in a row. No, I didn't. Run it back. You, you just run did. No, Yo, we're gonna we're gonna rapper. run it back. La rapper. Hey, I'm a I'm a rapper. Anyway, listen. I, I... Is that little Saney on the track? This... Bro? <laughs> <laughs> My rap name is Insaney. But anyway, um... oh, that was so corny. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Like, I understand your point. Like, okay, sure, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, they don't really need to get these reps in because we've already seen them. Like, they're, they're future superstars. Like, just from their rookie season, I could tell they're going to be great players. I am not saying that about 90, like 80% of the lottery picks from 2021. There are a lot of guys who need to work on their game. There are a lot of parts of it that they need to get reps in constantly, and the Summer League is their chance to do that. And the fact that guys like 
Jalen Suggs isn't playing in the summer league? Excuse me? What did Jalen Suggs do during the regular season for him to say, I'm too good for summer league? Yeah. That that that, that does not sit well with me. That does not sit well with say, me. I would say, too, and I'm only going to sp- speak on it for a little bit, but uh, there are pros and cons, I think, to you know second-year stars right. or young stars jumping into the summer league and playing. The pros are, when you look at a guy like Josh Giddy, as you were mentioning, he's going to learn from that mistake of him missing that shot. But at the same time, watching Josh Giddy and Chet play together, Chet looked really, really comfortable, and Josh looked like he was really, really comfortable guiding him around and showing him which spots he should shoot the ball from, pop in here, play defense here. Like, and then to the point where Chet, after the game, literally goes over to the interviewer and says, yeah, I want to pull Josh Giddy over here because he made – he was responsible for this night just as, just as much as me. Right. Uh, and then when you look at guys, like you said, Jalen Suggs, you're right. Why would you say something like that? I'm not good enough to play for the summer league. I'm not saying that he said it, but if he, if he were to say it, you know, you can go out there and just, you know, showcase your talents, especially when you're looking at your team and trying to get chemistry going and things like that. So I think that those are pros. Chemistry, building chemistry, especially with stars that are coming into the league a year after each other for the same franchise, like Giddy and Chet are able to do. PB and um, PB and, and Suggs. I would I wouldn't want to see those two on the court together. Like I mean, I think it's cool. The only con that I can think of though is that coaches might say, "Oh, well, you know, we we don't want our players to get hurt. Risk risk that, whatever." But Sandy was on the phone with me earlier, and he said we were talking about this, and he said there's there's certain moments in time where you look at young guys that get drafted, and they need to know that they are amongst the best players on the court and be able to play at that competition to get them that comfortability when the season starts and they're going up against guys who they're not even among, you know, they might be among the top four best players on the court, top five, but it's all about confidence and being comfortable. So that's all I'll say. There's pros and cons to it. I'm not mad either way, though. I, I love how you mentioned that to you because I completely forgot to bring that point up. But, um, I mean, there's not really much say to, to much to say about the Summer League. I really just wanted to bring up the fact that I don't like how we're fading away from sophomores playing in the Summer League. Um, I know if you go back like five, ten years, you – Bro, everybody was playing in the summer league. Every super, like a lot of these superstars in the league right now, they played two years in the summer league. It wasn't just one. And yeah. I don't understand why why players feel like they don't need to do that anymore. Um, I, I don't and think I was the player's choice. I, I think there's definitely more to it than that in this new age with like yeah, you know uh, what injury prevention. Fair whatever. enough. Oh, you're gonna play two games, but it is what it is. Fair enough. I am making yeah. an assumption that it's all based on the players. You never know. It might be the coaches and 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 the the GMs telling players, no, you're not playing. Fair bro, enough. Tom yeah. Thibodeau would run Derrick Rose out there oh if he my had God. the chance, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, I, I, we haven't. We didn't do a game last episode. It's It's been – last time we did a game was episode three, correct? No, it was episode one. We, we didn't do a Name That Plumber. I don't remember what the other game oh, was, though. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's oh. just get into it. Let's just get into it. Anyway, we are bringing yeah. back Name That Plumber, except this time it is hosted by yours truly. So for this segment, I'm going to list off information of a player whose peak year – was before 1980. Hoop and Z will have 30 seconds to guess who the player is, and they can't ask questions. Are you guys ready? I am pulling out the timer. Yes, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one. Known as the Prince of Midair, or Brownsville Bomber, and most often, All World, this player was an All Star in 1980 and made the All-NBA second team in 1979. He has played for the 76ers, Clippers. World be free. Yep. Money. Yep, world Money. be free. 19 seconds. Hey, hey, hey. 19 Money. seconds. You nailed it. You want to know something? You want to know what I was thinking in my head? I was like, 
it's something with world in it, but it's not meta world peace. And then you wow. just said it. You oh. got it. You got it. How'd you get it? What what gave it away? I uh, I did a nickname Amazing. series on my yeah. page a oh, while back. Really? And I heard Amazing. Prince of Midair. I, I heard Prince of Midair in my head and I started churning. And I was thinking Maurice Cheeks. I was like these small point guards. You know, it was funny. I was going to do Maurice Cheeks first. That, that was the first name I thought of. But then I was like, nah, I'll do World Be Free. Understandable. I would have thought of somebody with the last name of Cheeks too. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, I'm, if, I'm if sorry. he ever if he ever needs to clean up those cheeks, Manscaped is the the product for him. Oh, I hope he uses code Man, La Podcast. I hope I I hope he uses code La Podcast. I he hope can also he buy some underwear and a t shirt. I would love to, I would love to get him twenty percent off. Twenty percent off. Twenty <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. <laughs> Tag listen, Mo cheeks. Mo, Mo, <laughs> Mo, listen, listen, listen. Mo, I don't know if you would be on the internet, my man. If he, is still alive? Is Mo cheeks still alive? I hope he is. Let's just move on. Let's bro. just move on. Yeah, we're getting too wild with this. <laughs> yeah. I hope he is too. He was a great player. He was a great my I team player. He, he carried my team throughout points and on my team. But anyway, uh, hoop if you wanna. Yeah. Uh, so segment five: Are they tweaking? Featuring John Morant. Uh, John Morant on a recent interview with Taylor Rooks said that he'd cook Michael Jordan if he played in his own era. So we're talking 80s and 90s. If he threw John Morant in that era, he said he'd cook him. Uh, so I want to hear your thoughts on that first, and maybe if we want to get into the whole, you know, uh, confidence talk, which I've been very vocal about lately, yeah. where, you know, it's definitely warranted sometimes to hate on that. But uh, after that, I want to name off some a quick little uh, game segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just go uh, real quick so we can get to your uh, pick and choose. But um, does John Morant forget that in the 80s and 90s, like it was a much more physical game? Like, I, I don't see, like, you know, we all see John Morant posterizing dudes 24-7. He's going for, like, eight dunk eight posterized attempts a game. I do not think that's happening. If he's Charles playing against, Oakley like, would let it happen yeah. once, and then he's on the ground and with then a concussion. And then it's literally, like, them Imagine. boys were not playing back then, bro. Like, he would be getting in fights 24-7. And, and, and I will say this about John Morant. I feel like this is not his only are they tweaking moment. If we go on Twitter, I can say confidently once a week in my head, I'm thinking is John Morant tweaking right now. This guy loves Twitter. He and I listen, I love I love guys who talk their trash, you know, I love confident guys. I love how we're bringing back that era. Sub excuse me. Sometimes it does get a little corny and it does get a little like all right, let's relax. We're talking about Jordan, bro. Like he didn't say, "Oh, I I would posterize David Robinson or George Gervin or like, you know, like an all-star level type player." But this guy said Michael Jordan. Why are we what 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 made you think to even put Jordan's name in your mouth and go at him in a Taylor Rooks interview. He could have said oh, any I'm other player here. and he decided to mention Jordan. He's tweaking for sure, 100%. All I'm saying is is that if it was Jaw versus MJ, I'm taking into account a lot of things, right? Jaw's very confident. That's the thing I like about Jaw. He will do a lot of things. He will go in there. He will. He will. He is not afraid to dunk on an eight footer. He's not afraid to tell Draymond Green that they're going to spin the block on Christmas, like the Memphis Grizzlies organization hates Santa Claus or something. Like I don't know. Like oh my god, I hate I hate all of that. But whatever. They're talking about spinning the block and 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 we're gonna. And you don't want to be up in here, cause like all that crazy stuff. Listen, okay. Jaw's going to talk his game. The Memphis Grizzlies as an organization are going to talk their game and give him confidence and all these things. But it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. So all I'm thinking is, all it's going to take is for Jaw to miss one shot, Mike get one steal, and then Mike has the ball, and Jaw's little 
Like Ja isn't built like yet. Okay, he probably is going to put on some more some more muscle as his career goes on. But right now, he's like he's built like Polo G. Like he's just he's just kind of <laughs> like you know frail or whatever. So I don't I don't think that that's going to work in his favor at all. So I will say yes, Ja is tweaking, but I like the confidence. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, yeah. I- Oh, sorry. I, but... I like the confidence as an NBA fan, but if he exactly. if he's confident against the Knicks, I'm not gonna like it. I think people get confused with people hating on strictly confidence and hating it because it's an opposing player. Like you're gonna love players on your team if they're confident, and if you hate players on your team that are confident, then you're, you're then weird. you should not be watching the NBA. You're, you're really weird. weird. Listen, but good good many, for John. It's not Thunder fans that are saying, "Oh, I don't like Chet because he's confident." It's the other people that are scared of Chet for the future. It's like, "Yeah, this dude's gonna crumble." Like, I don't, I don't see what's wrong with that. If he's making it out to seem like it's, it's good for the NBA, but people are gonna be haters, and that's, I think it's okay. Yeah. No, like seriously, like good for Jaw for talking his ish. You know what I mean? Like being confident and saying like I could take Jordan. I'm not saying I'm against him being confident, but I am against anybody who believes that John Morant could go at Michael Jordan. Uh, I'm not oh, hating on John that. Morant at all. Like, man, bro, if I was an NBA player, I would think I'm the greatest too. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the type of energy you have to go in if you want to become, if you want to maximize your potential. I'm just saying he's tweet. Like, the fact is is, yeah. is a tweak. Yeah. It's a reach. And back to your point for a quick second earlier, Sandy, when you were talking about, if we're, we're talking era-based, right? Yeah. So just imagine, let's all three of us just imagine, right, the Memphis Grizzlies in a final series. With the bad boy Pistons, now Dylan, all I'm Dylan Brooks is, versus Bob Sally. There was <laughs> name, John Sally. John Sally, Rick Mahorn, Bill Lambeer. Like they would have a field. Like they they like talk they talk crap about them on Twitter. I feel like before the game, and then the bad boys would be like, "All right, we'll pull up then." And then Jaw goes in the air and ends up getting like suplexed out of the air into a, a five. There would game. for sure be an ejection. There would be we an ain't, ejection. We ain't stuck in no smoke. We going up the chimney. We ain't, we ain't <laughs> up no smoke, Pop. We going up the chimney, bro. We want to see Santa Claus, bro. We're trying to give him some <laughs> We're trying to make sure Santa Claus Santa uses Claus. code in the podcast. Santa Claus can use some manscapes. For sure, uh, for sure. For sure. But, uh, keep, uh, keep you know he's you know the... he's you know he's jolly down there. Anyway, yeah, continue. <laughs> uh continuing with the are they tweaking segment, I want to go into a little a mini game. I'm gonna name off a list of players all time that are going up against John Morant one on one. You guys tell me who wins. Right. Starting off, prime Michael Jordan. Uh, prime Michael Jordan. What? MJ. And uh, we'll start with uh, San Diego first, then Z. Okay. Current Steph Curry. Like, Curry has to guard him? One-on-one, playing a game to 11. Oh. Winner's ball. Curry wins. Steph. John Stockton. Jaw. Jaw. I would rather Magic John- Johnson. Magic Johnson. Jaw. John Morant. One-on-one, John Morant. Obviously not all-time in legacy, but if we're talking like they're having a one-on-one game, John, like John Morant. thinking about the fact that Magic's like eight feet tall. <laughs> yeah, but the, look at the 30-year difference and look at the 30-year difference in how the game's evolved, the way John Morant plays compared to Magic Johnson. Jaw is too quick. I'll take Jaw. Okay. Uh, prime Russell Westbrook. 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 Westbrook Prime? I'm no, I'm taking Russ. I'm taking. Yeah, Russ. bro, Prime. Come on, let's 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 not kid ourselves here. And uh, a little out of position here. Prime Mellow. Mellow who? 
Carmelo, obviously, right? What do you mean, Melo? Yeah, oh, bro, bro, like, come, come <laughs> bro, like, like, no, but I'm thinking young guys. You know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, I'm like not... Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is I mean, beating bro, him eleven. I just, I just named John Stockton and Magic Johnson. Yeah, I, my apologies. My apologies. It, it's all good. Melo is I, eleven. I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Lamelo Ball or whatever, but yeah, Melo yeah, yeah. is Carmelo Anthony. My apologies. Carmelo Anthony is going eleven zero on John Morant. Prime? Oh my God, eleven zero. Yeah. Carmelo is like Car Melo is one of the best one on one players of all time. Like, and lastly. Michael Beasley. Beasley. Michael Beasley. Beasley. Beasley's Beasley. 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 Easy. Right. I'm, I'm thankful that uh, you guys know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. anyways, that's the end of uh, Are They Tweaking? It seems like that's the end of the show as well, right? Wait a minute. We got a little stuff left. We got a little bit of updates on Lud Decision. Ladies and gentlemen, my birthday is officially 14 days away. And that means that in 14 days, the decision, the, excuse me, love decision shall be made. So, as you all know from the last episode, I'm trying to find a fan base to root for. Now, I went on to YouTube and I saw our comments from the last episode. Some people were saying some very interesting things. Luca Dubs said Detroit for Z because you, like Rose, they got three championships. They got a promising young core. I'm going to take that under consideration. Now, what I will not take under consideration, however, uh, is true TGN. You said ZZ Hunter should be a Raptors fan because we have a great fan base and the Raptors logo is dope. Listen. Fire logo. <laughs> they, fire you logo. do have a fire logo. I messed with Canada. Drake. However, I could not be a, I will not be a fan of the Toronto Raptors because of uh, prior uh, history with some, some Raptors fans. Probably like half the fan base. Right? Now, all I'm going to tell you guys is for this update is simple. We have narrowed it down to three teams finally, and those three teams consist of, and I will tell you who they are and why, a little bit of why. The Memphis Grizzlies, number one, simply because John Morant is a reincarnation of Derrick Rose. Uh, the reasons why I would not pick this team is because of Dylan Brooks. Now, <laughs> next up, number two, the Golden State Warriors. Obviously, uh -oh. Uh -oh. I'm becoming Steph's biggest fan. I'm becoming Steph's biggest fan because it seems to me that certain individuals amongst the basketball community, Hoop, Saney, don't even give the man the respect to be in top five. I mean, come on now. Come on now. The promising young core. Obviously, Sandy brought it up earlier. The cum bucket. We love that. Pause. Um, Jordan Poole, uh, James Wiseman. The future looks bright. And finally, the final one, the Miami Heat. Where it all started. A young, nine-year-old, ZZ Huncho, walked up the hallway, saw his parents looking at the Miami Heat, wondering who that big, who that, not big, but small, bald guy was in the corner that was knocking down the shot. And then I asked my parents who it is. They say, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen. I'm like, word. So then I'm like, I'm a Heat fan now. And then LeBron left, and I went to Chicago. So final three teams, Memphis, Golden State, Miami. The decision will be made in two weeks. Stay tuned. Thank All I'm saying is you, you better not pick the Warriors. Bro. Yeah, bro. I'm if not, you pick I'm the Warriors. I'm not going to let you hear the end of that. If you pick the Warriors, every <laughs> single episode, I will bring that up and find a way to argue with you about that. And uh, but, when you said short, bald guy, I don't know why. I, th I thought Steve Harvey at first. Bro, I thought, I thought thought I thought Mario Chalmers. I was like, no way Mario Chalmers uh, got you with the All right. Okay. <laughs> Man, you thinking Mario Chalmers is great. Who thought I meant the host of Family Feud? <laughs> yeah. like, like, bro, what? Is Steve Harvey doing side quests now? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it turns out this Anyways. whole time Norris Cole was Steve Harvey, but um, oh it looks like yeah, we, we are looks like we're we're through with the episode. That was a great way to end it. Uh, thank you for tuning. Wow. <laughs>
You guys, you guys are disrespecting me at this point. You guys are just disrespecting me at this point. We all know what time it is. SSS. Everybody hop on the cruise ship. It's Saney's secret segment. All right, I got a quick one for you guys. I'm not going to take up too much time because I know we all got somewhere to be. I got a great question for you all. Who is the drippiest NBA player, not right now, of all time? Who has had the greatest fashion in the NBA of all time? Hoop, I'll start with you. Allen Iverson, no question. We should just end the show. It's Allen Iverson. There's no there's no debate at all. There is a debate because I have something to debate. Z? Russell Westbrook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you who the drippiest man of them all was. It was Wilt the Ch- Wilt- Still uh, Chamberlain. That's what it was. It was Wilt Chamberlain. You want to know why it was Wilt Chamberlain? Because the fact that this man was, what, seven foot two and could actually find some stuff that fits him on top of that, we're not going to talk about the numbers of what 20,000 means. But, I mean, the man the man had to be getting dripped from a, a lot of different places. I mean, everybody wanted to get their hands on Will Chamberlain at some point. They had to have. All right. Oh, I, so need to, a- I need to switch my answer. I'm so sorry. I'm, I am disrespecting a Knicks legend. It's Walt Frazier. It's it's Walt Frazier. You guys are tripping. Like, Both of you are no tripping. Discussion. No discussion. No, it's Walt tripping. Frazier. You guys, I got to pull up a picture on this clip of him next to his You guys, no, no, no. Wait, wait. And Rolls Royce. His his suits on the Knicks broadcast are second to none. I'm so sorry, Mr. Mr. Walt. I cannot believe I put Allen Iverson over no, you. It's, listen to this. No, it's both of you are tripping. And I know you guys are about to be like, oh, Sandy's going to say Westbrook. No, 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 no. The drippiest man of all time is Tim Duncan. This man would pull up in a $17 outfit and drop uh-huh. numbers numbers on your favorite player okay i have never i've never seen bro the fact that he came in with that style and the thing is i was like bro what's this guy wearing and then after the game he would put on such a show i'd be like that's a nice shirt all right my bad that's bro, a nice shirt no i'm telling you for this clip for this clip specifically use will chamberlain look up pictures of him all right he's got he's got that rick james drip he's got that i'm gonna take your grandmama out to dinner type drip like that's what he has like look at me look look at when y'all get that picture look at it and tell me he does not look like the leader of the temptations or something i don't know come on now y'all sleeping on will man all right i'm, I'm sticking by clyde but uh all right it, it looks like we got to wrap things up here thank you guys for tuning in and if you've made it this far please remember to use code the podcast on manscape for 20 percent off it really helps support the pod um but i think that's all we have for you guys today do, this, do the sound sound effects man <laughs> we're gonna include that in uh special moments during the podcast coming up (laughs) all right well um this has been a great episode fellas thanks thanks to everybody for tuning in we'll see you guys in episode six peace